to 1 Corinthians 2 and 16 I have the mind of Christ therefore I am anointed to think creatively and accurately my mind is designed by God my mind belongs to God my thoughts belong to God thank you Lord for giving me divine strategies for wealth creation and wealth preservation I receive a download of innovative business ideas and strategies that will generate wealth for me and my family in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, I move away from old thought patterns that bring oppression into my mind, old thought patterns that restrict me from receiving the abundance of God into my life. In the mighty name of Jesus, I receive right now, today, new ways of thinking, new ways of thinking about money, new ways of thinking about provision. In the mighty name of Jesus, thank you, Lord, for new methods, new strategies that will move me from being a borrower to a lender. Thank you, Lord, that the breakthrough happens first in my mind before it happens materially. I receive a breakthrough in my mind in the mighty name of Jesus. Every spirit in my mind that chains me, every spirit in my mind that restricts me from believing God for the impossible, from believing God for the expansion that he is to bring, I move away from those old thought patterns. Father, thank you today for new songs. I thank you for new designs. Thank you for new book ideas. Thank you for new business ventures. Thank you for new products. Father, at any stage of my life, any moment of the day, randomly disturb the affairs of my life in order to deposit new ideas and new solutions to old standing problems in the mighty name of Jesus. I put on the helmet of salvation to protect my mind from accepting poverty and lack as my portion. I put on the helmet of salvation, the helmet of salvation. My mind is protected. My mind is guarded from spirits of lack, from spirits of poverty. I rebuke generational spirits that cause me to settle for little, even though I serve the God of more than enough. Every spirit that may have come from my family, that may have come from my genealogy, that restricts me to being one who lives a life of poverty, I rebuke you right now in the mighty name of Jesus. According to 2 Corinthians 10:5. right now I cast down arguments and imaginations that exalt themselves in my life and in my mind against the knowledge of Christ. I cast down arguments against God's provision in my life. I rebuke every imagination and every vision that gives me a picture of myself looking impoverished, looking broke, looking indebted. I refuse to have visions that show me in a state that is not God's design nor God's desire for my life. I see myself prosperous. I see myself rich. I see myself wealthy. I see myself expanded and increased in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, I rebuke and I refuse all opportunistic spirits, spirits of greed, spirits of selfishness, the spirits 
that seduce me to worship money, I rebuke you. You will not take advantage of me in the mighty name of Jesus. I will not bow to the God of money. I will not work for money. I declare that money will work for me. Money will serve God's purposes for my life. Money will cause me to worship God without restriction. In the mighty name of Jesus, I declare in faith that prosperity will never take the place of God in my life. I am not afraid to prosper because of the possibility that money will take over the place of God in my life. I will prosper and I will still serve the purposes of God in the mighty name of Jesus. According to 1 Corinthians 2.16, I have the mind of Christ. My mind is geared to prosper and to succeed. My thoughts are aligned to the provision that God brings into my life. The Lord grants me the wisdom not only to create wealth, but to preserve it and to grow it and to make it work for me. I will not squander, abuse, nor misuse the provision that God brings into my life. Father, thank you for the wisdom to know how to wisely and effectively use the resources that you bring into my life. Lord, I pray that you will make me a good steward of the resources that you bring into my life. Waste shall not be found in me. In the mighty name of Jesus, my pockets shall not have holes in them. What comes in shall not be lost. In the mighty name of Jesus, Lord, I thank you for special wisdom and financial literacy that will allow me to sit on tables where financial transactions are being made. Lord, I thank you for financial wisdom beyond my years. That Lord, even though I may not have learned financial management in academic institutions, Father, I thank you that you will give me divine wisdom to be able to wisely manage the resources that you bring into my life. I pray, dear God, that just like Joseph, you will give me room to solve long-standing problems for kings and for pharaohs. Lord, I pray that in the workplace, in the business space, when there are problems that cannot be solved, Jehovah, you will give me a special anointing to solve long-standing problems, to solve problems at work, problems at home, problems at church, problems in my community and wherever I am. And I thank you that as I solve problems, they bring provision. My ability to solve problems brings provision into my life in the mighty name of Jesus. I receive the anointing for divine solutions that brings provision into my life in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, I thank you that as I solve problems, promotion comes into my life. In accordance with Psalm 75 and verse 6, promotion neither comes from the east nor from the west. It is God who judges. He brings one down and he exalts another. Father, I thank you that divine promotion and elevation is my portion in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, I thank you that you will put down 
whoever should be put down. You will exalt whoever should be exalted in order for me to occupy my position of promotion. In the mighty name of Jesus, I refuse to be stuck in one level. Progress and promotion is my portion. I declare right now that I will move to the next level of income. Before this year is over, I declare that my salary level shall increase in the mighty name of Jesus. I declare that before this year is over, I move to the next level of management, to the next level of responsibility, to the next academic level. In the mighty name of Jesus, I will not be stuck. I will not be stuck in one level. In the mighty name of Jesus, I speak promotion into my life. I rebuke every spirit that delays my promotion in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, just like you sent the angel Mikhail to fight for the release of the answer for the prayer of Daniel. Father, let Mikhail be dispatched to release the answer to this prayer that I am making this moment. In the mighty name of Jesus, I declare that in the heavens, angels are being dispatched to bring about the answer to my progress in the mighty name of Jesus. I release every delayed promotion, every delayed promotion in the workplace, every delayed promotion in the community, in the family, in every area of my life. I release delayed approval of plans, delayed approval of contracts and proposals in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, I declare that all delays in my life, Father, they shall be fast-tracked in the mighty name of Jesus. Cause my progress to be fast-tracked in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, thank you. I receive promotion in the name of Jesus. Father, thank you that promotion is my portion in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you that even right now in the realm of the spirit, promotion is being released. Father, thank you that right now I'm being translated, transferred, moved into my next level in the name of Jesus, my next level of ministry, my next level of blessing. Father, in the business space, in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, thank you. I receive promotion. I receive promotion. The anointing for divine promotion is mine. In the mighty name of Jesus, I see myself in the next level. I see myself in my next job. I see myself in my next opportunity, my next business venture, my next building, my next car. In the mighty name of Jesus, I visualize my promotion. I appropriate my promotion. I grab a hold of my promotion in the mighty name of Jesus. Greetings, greetings, greetings to my phone listeners. You are sitting here with your host, Lady G, on Gifts with Google. As always, I am excited, my fellow listeners, to be coming to you at this time. A beautiful afternoon. Uh, the weather is a bit undecided whether it wants to continue with rain i know it's raining and drizzling in other parts of cape town but other parts it has not yet made up its mind but we understand our cape town weather we call it the four seasons um 
uh, the Four Seasons in one day. It's the Four Seasons Hotel. So it's that's how it is in Cape Town. A beautiful day. I, I enjoy it when the weather is like this. So my listeners, I am excited to be coming to your to your homes, your wherever you are. Wherever, let me just say wherever you are in this time. I am blessed as always uh, to be coming just to speak to you on what God has laid on my heart on our segments on gifts with Kugum. So we are still continuing uh, doing a series, The Supernatural Provision. Um, yesterday's one was The Supernatural Provision, but it was entitled um, Your Manasseh Moment Will Come. Wow. Where God will make you to forget and he will bring you to that place of Ephraim, the place of your fulfillment. Uh, as we know, it has not been easy, but we choose to believe the report of the Lord. And the report of the Lord is that according to Second Samuel chapter 2, um, from verse 20, uh, God Samuel chapter 5, Second Samuel chapter 5, sorry, from verse 20, where God speaks to David. So David went to Palperazim, and there he defeated them. He said, as water breaks out, the Lord has broken out against my enemies before me. So that place was called the Palperazim. We know this story when we read the verses on top. It was when um, the they had made the mockery of David where they had told him that nobody will be able to penetrate this uh, place where David defeated the Philistines. They had told him that no one will be able to penetrate this place and they had funny names that they uh, gave David but as we know that the God that we serve was a God who showed up in David's life and he proved himself. And that is where David comes up and says he is truly the power because that is who God is in our lives. He showed up and he revealed himself as being the power So I don't know what situations have been mocking you, making fun of what you are going through. But God is saying that he will be, he is the power in your life. So I just want to title today's uh, segment, The Desert Season Will Pass. The Desert Season Will Pass. The Desert Season Will Pass. It might have felt like you've been in the wilderness, you've been in the desert, things are not working out for you tried everything but nothing seems to be working so when you stand and you look around it's like you know when you are standing in the desert in the, have you seen those movies when you are lost in the desert you look to the front desert left desert right desert you want to turn back desert there is no place that you can say it's better than this one it's all the same it's just a desert desert whether you continue forward desert left right so what do you do sometimes you just decide to sit down because it doesn't matter even if i walk 20 steps i'm still gonna be in the desert so i might as well just stay here so but god is saying to us our desert moment will pass 
our desert moment will pass so that is what we are going to be looking at uh, this afternoon as we are going to be just discussing on the few things that god has laid on my heart concerning the desert season so i want us to have a look at uh, exodus 16 verse 31 so i want to say to you just appreciate the manner that you are receiving because remember in the book of exodus 16 verse 31 manna that was received by the israelites for 40 years is described to be like the coriander seed and to taste like wafers and honey so if we read it says the people exodus 16 verse 31 the people of israel called the bread manna it was white like coriander seed and tasted like wafers made with honey that is what it had it was it tasted like and moses said this is what the lord has commanded take an omer of manna and keep it for the generations to come so they can see the bread i gave you to eat in the wilderness in the wilderness in the desert when i brought you out of egypt so moses said to aaron take a jar and put an omer of manna in it then place it before the lord to be kept for generations to come so god wants us to have memorials at all times and this is what happens to us because he knows that we forget you know we 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 people who forget easily it's so funny but the we don't forget all the bad things but the good things we seem to forget i don't understand how we are so we need god really i mean if we trusted god for a 10 rand project and he came through he is still the same god when we are praying for a project that will cost us a hundred rand he is still the same god when we are praying for a project that will cost us millions god said don't focus on the amount focus on your god what we do we focus on the amount we focus on the need and we lose focus of the real thing our focus should be on god not on the amount I don't know what project you want to do you've calculated and you can see that the cost but if i put down a project now and i'm saying i as ukuku cannot do this on my own i'm trusting you oh god i'm trusting the very same god that i trusted yesterday for bus fare the same god that i trusted yesterday for the money of bread is the same god who is able to deliver it is not about the amount it is about who your god is and sometimes we fail because the devil keeps bringing the amount when god says he will do it we quickly think how lord how how lord my salary is this my wages is this there's no way this can happen but god is saying you've been focusing on the wrong thing you've been focusing on the figure that is needed to do this thing how about you focus on me when you focus on me it will be done peter focused on the waters and he fell but when he focused on jesus he was able to walk on the waters so even us we need to change our focus while we are in the desert 
as I'm saying, your desert season will come to an end. It will pass. While you are on the desert, don't focus on the desert. As I said, when that man is walking on the desert, the heat is scorching, you know, that sun is scorching, it's burning him and all of that. But when he focuses on the sand, on the desert, he can't find, he can't see his way out. When he looks to the front, the desert, the left, the north, it's desert, the east is desert, the west is desert, you know, the south, it's desert. But the minute he starts to look up, he starts to focus on God. And suddenly, that is when he can derive his strength. He says, I will lift up my eyes to the hills, where hence my help cometh from. My help, my help cometh from the Lord, the Lord who made heaven and earth. I love that. I love that. Um, that scripture let us read it children of the most high god so that to be able to come out of this desert moment we can realize that who are we supposed to focus on who are we supposed to focus on and our challenge is that we focus on all these other things and we forget about god the god who is the one who created heaven and earth so when god speaks to us and he tells us that we must change our focus we must change our focus and focus on god because he is the one who is able to do it for us so children of the most high god let us be like that man who focused on god and his help came from god so that is where i want us my my fellow listeners i want us to turn to the scripture so that we can read it together my listeners and we can just hear what is it that god is actually saying to us so let us be like this man and let us change our focus let us change who are we focusing on Psalms says i will lift up my eyes to the hills from whence cometh my help my help cometh from the lord the lord which made heaven and earth he said he will not suffer thy foot my foot to be moved the lord which keepeth me he will not slumber nor sleep oh the lord is my keeper the lord is my shade upon the right hand upon my right hand now the sun shall smite me by day nor the moon by night he shall preserve my soul even forevermore and my help cometh from the lord my help cometh from the lord the lord is my keeper and this is what we need to do we need to focus on the lord i do not know why i'm talking like this now because i was gonna be sharing I'm supposed to be continuing with the segment but i guess maybe god is even speaking to me because god has a way of speaking while i'm talking to you guys and saying google this is not just for your listeners it's also for you this is what i love about god you know uh it's not about you being the teacher who's uh who who is the all knowing all god will speak to you even while he's using your mouth to speak to others he will be saying this one is also for you maybe god is also telling me that i've been focusing on the wrong thing I've written down business proposals. I've got ideas. This is what I want. And I'm focusing on the amount instead of me focusing on God. God is the one who is able to do it for me. So my help cometh from the Lord. The Lord which made heaven and earth. He is my keeper. He will preserve me. 
He is the one who says he owns a thousand. He owns he owns kettles on a thousand hills. All those kettles that you are seeing on those hills, they belong to my father. So is there anything too hard for my God? So if I need anything, my God has to just point me to that kettle. Go sell that cow, baby girl. Sell that cow. How much do you need? You need 10,000 rand. Go sell that cow. How much is a cow? We know. I know how much is a cow because I'm, a, I'm, I'm, I'm from an, I'm an, a, a black lady. So we know about African rituals, how important slaughtering of animals is eating our culture. So when the head of the family, the male dies, you don't bury a male, the he- a head of the family without slaughtering a cow. You don't bury a woman, a mother without slaughtering a cow. So we we know when it comes to funeral cost, how much is a cow will cost you. We know when it's time for you to pay that bride price, to pay that lobola, how much is a cow. We know the price of one cow. We know when it's time for you to pay for damages when you've impregnated a girl out of wedlock. You need to go with the cow and the goat to that family to say you are sorry. So I know the price of that cow. So when my God tells me right now that Google, I own all of those kettles on those thousand years. So if you have a need, baby girl, just tell me how much is it and there is that kettle. Take those kettles, go and sell them, do whatever. Those were the things they, that symbolized were kettles, ox, uh, uh, donkeys, camels. This is why you hear the word of God. It will list how much of these things Abraham had, how much of these things Jacob had, how much of these things Isaac had. Because these are the things that symbolized wealth. Even up until this day, we know in your Arab countries, when you've got camels, you were a filthy, filthy, rich person. So when you've got camels, when you've got kettles, when you've got livestock, you are a wealthy person. And God is saying, I own those things on a thousand years. So what is your need, baby girl? Do you think is there anything too hard for me, your God? There is nothing too hard for me, your God. I even provided manna for you in the desert, manna for you in the wilderness. I kept you. I kept you alive in the wilderness. The word of God even tells us that there were no shops where they were going to buy clothes. There was no Edgars then. There was no Truets, no Pep, no Ackermans. But they are clothes that they had on. They grew. My God, imagine that clothes, those clothes that you bought for your two-year-old, those will be the same clothes that your two-year-old will be wearing when they are 18, when they are 20, because the word of God says they were in the wilderness for 40 years. Those clothes grew with them. Those shoes grew with them. The same pair of shoes. Oh my God. Father, these are the miracles that we are waiting for you to show us. And the reason we haven't seen them is because of our unbelief. It's because of our disbelief. We have not believed in the God. We have just read his word and we thought we believed. We have faith in God. God is saying what I did for the children of Israel is nothing compared to what I want to do for you. Only believe. Only believe. That's what we used to sing whenever it was crusades, healing time. Only believe all things are possible if you only believe. So it means we, 
are unbelievers. We are a generation of unbelievers. We haven't seen the miracles that God wants to do for us. He is a wonder, wonder, miracle working God. He wants to do miracles. He wants to provide for us supernatural. That was a supernatural provision. That was a supernatural provision. Imagine your clothes growing with you. The very same clothes you have on, they grow with you. Those clothes were never old. We never hear of them having to buy new clothes, having to make new clothes or whatever. Those shoes that they had on. The word of God says, out of those that came out of Egypt and they walked, they went into the promised land. That is after 40, after 40 days when they went into the promised land. The word of God says, they was not a feeble person amongst them. Meaning that there were no sickly people amongst them. There were no starved people amongst them. There were no, you know, when we look at the droughts, the famine that we're facing, and when you look at those people, like anatomically people, bones and skeletons, the word of God says, there were none like that when they entered the promised land. Because he kept them with his right hand. He kept them. So God is a God who is able to keep us, even in the wilderness, even when we go through the desert storm. He is a God who is able able to keep us he will keep us my dear beloved listener that is what he wants to do he is a god who is able so he is saying this afternoon stop focusing on the amount don't throw away that business idea that you have written down i spoke to a friend this morning she says her son has written down this business her son has got this business idea but now he doesn't have the funds so i said to her this is our problem us as colored people blacks local blacks south african blacks we never think of two heads being better than one because i've got this idea it is my idea i want to go at it alone and this is what makes us to be failures. If you look at our other African brothers from outside of South Africa, they know what it means to be united. They know what it means to go to work two by two. They know what it means two heads better than one. Because your son has got a brilliant idea, he's got a brilliant business plan, but he needs the cash flow. So how about he writes these business ideas and he pitches it to people? Maybe I've got the finance but I don't have the means of coming up with such a business such a brilliant business idea but I've got the means I've got other friends that we can come and be potential investors in this business that is what we need to do and I said to him don't throw that idea away because he's been applying he's not getting a job so he's thinking of going into business so now he suddenly he's, de he's despondent because he doesn't have the capital. So I said, don't throw the business away. Tell him not to focus on that 100,000 rand that he needs for that business idea. Tell him to focus on God. Maybe God will bring potential investors. Remember that woman that we spoke about who needed to go and borrow jars? She had an idea because of the prophetic word, but she needed to go and borrow jars. Her jar alone was not going to make her that much of provision. Her jar alone was not going to make her that much of money. So she needed jars and those jars, she needed to go and knock on people's houses. 
she needed to go and knock on people's houses so there are resources that are sitting out there with your friends with your family with your neighbors even with the bank just go and knock and say i am here according to the instruction of the prophetic word this is my business but you need to pray before you also do that because you can't be sharing your business ideas with robbers devourers thieves who are going to steal your idea run with it but i always say to people whoever steals your vision they will suffocate it themselves because they don't know what it means to labor for it because a vision is like a baby that you have given birth to you first have to conceive it in your womb you have to be passionate about it you are the one who has labored on it then they would they are bound to kill that idea if they steal it so i said to her tell him he must first pray and ask god to direct him there are people that are going to come and link shoulders with him so that he is not alone he is not alone he's got a brilliant business and he can work at it but now there is no cash flow so he needs investors he needs investors people who are just gonna bring in bringing in the money he must work on the field because that is what he's good at so two heads are better than one and i said this is the mentality that must go away from us as local south africans it must go away from us where you think i it's my me myself and i know we we there's this song that we love singing i pray for you you pray for me i need you to survive you need me to survive so we can go do this together we are all a part of it you're not on your own we are a part of it and to be able to do it my dear beloved listener is if we do it together so i'm saying to you don't focus on the amount when you are focusing on the amount you are thinking where am i supposed to come up with the hundred thousand rand lord god but god is saying focus on me i will either give you the amount i will either direct you to the right doors because on your own you will go and knock on wrong doors but when you focus on me your god i will direct you to the right doors to go and knock it knock on this door knock on this door when i'm the one who is sending you to go and borrow all of these jars from your neighbors your neighbors will give you those jars gladly remember what god said to the children of israel before he started with the plagues he said i will make the egyptians to be highly favorable of you you will plunder the egyptians the night before they left the the children on the day that they left the egyptians when they went and they knocked who who where have you ever heard of such a thing they went and they knocked on the egyptians doors and they asked them for gold for silver and these people said take 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 and go take whatever you need and go have you ever heard you go and knock at a bank and the bank says what do you need i'm opening the vault for you right now take whatever you need and go that is how we will plunder the egyptians that is how we will plunder dagon's temple dagon one of the gods of the sea who's been guarding the wealth of the children of the most high god god is saying in this time that is how we are going to plunder him we are going to go into dagon's temple and he is not gonna know what has hit him he's gonna open that vault and we are just gonna take whatever we need for god's kingdom for god's glory 
That is what God did. He made them to be highly favorable. They blundered the Egyptians. When God directs you, he will direct you to the right path, to the right door, where what you need to be able to do what God has called you to do will be there waiting for you. These women, they didn't ask these neighbors. I mean, they didn't ask this woman a quite lot of questions. Why do you need our jars? Blah, 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 blah. No, she borrowed, they gave. God is going to put you in that position. But you need to stop focusing on the amount. Focus on God. That man in the desert, as he focuses everything around himself he doesn't see a way out but the minute he looks up to the heavens he doesn't see the desert sand he sees heaven he sees god i will look up to the hills i will look up to the hills the earth is the lord and all those who dwell in it Focus on God, my dear beloved listener. I just want you to remember that. He is God. He is able to do it for you. He is able to do it for us. And God will give us the greatest miracle of all. I mean, he's given us one where he saved us. But with God, it doesn't end there. He is the gift that keeps on giving. He is the gift that keeps on giving. First, he gave us salvation. He's given us so much. You know, he freely gave. He's got the gifts of the Spirit. He keeps on. He is the one gift that keeps on giving. He never stops. He keeps on giving. Because why? He says, I know the plans that I have for you. Plans to prosper you plans of a better future those are the plans that god has for us he just keeps on giving so we need to get it right that's why he started by speaking to us about our heart get it right get it right what's the condition of our heart get it right what's the condition of our prayer life we need to get it right Because if those things are right, we are able to hear audibly, clearly, the prophetic voice. He will speak to us and he will direct us to that scripture that we need for this season. That we need for this need that we have. So we need to get it right. To be obedient, you need to get it right. Obedience is better than sacrifice. Get it right. We need to get it right. We need to get it right. You saw how the Israelites, I'm sure Joshua was shocked when they lost, when they were killed by a small tribe, the eye. Smallest, smallest. It was all because of disobedience. Somebody sinned in the camp. Samuel lost the whole kingdom. Saul, I mean, he lost the kingdom because of disobedience. So get it right, my listener, so that you can partake of this kingdom that is the gift that keeps on giving he can't give if we don't get it right we need to get it right and he's gonna keep on giving keep on giving that's our god that is our god he is the gift that keeps on giving we need to get it right we need to get it right my listeners 
to get it right when it comes to faith. Our faith is lacking. We've been weighed on the scale. When we read the scripture, we say, in my language, we say, mene, mene, taken. That's how we read it. Mene, mene, taken. You've been weighed. You've been found. One thing. When God put me on the scale and said, Google, you've been found. One thing. You know my word, but I have a problem with your faith. Do you have faith in my word? My word. God weighed me and I found myself to be wanting. I had to go and repent and I had to go and cry before God. I said, God, I thought I got it. I had it right. But I didn't. And God said, Google, you better get it right. So I don't know, my listeners. There are things that God wants to do for us, but he can't because we need to get it right. I know where God spoke to me. Where is God speaking you? He's speaking to you. In what area? For me, it was an area of faith where God said, I need you to get it right when it comes to you having faith in my word. You're so used to doing things on your own. Even when I want you to have faith in me, you don't see results because you pray to me and I say, yes, I will do it for you. But you think I'm taking too long. Your own hand ends up wanting to do it. So I pull back as your father because you want to do it. How many times God has done that to us? I saw this clip. I looked at it. It's so funny, but I realized this is how God does this to This is what God does to us sometimes. It's a clip of the child who's eating an onion. I, I think the, it starts with the mom saying that the, the, the boy says, Mommy, can I have this apple? And mommy says, it's not an apple. It's an onion. Then the child says, no, mommy, it's an apple. I want it. It's not an apple. It's an onion. It's an apple. Then the mom says, okay, go ahead. He's busy chewing on that onion, struggling to eat it. He's got his eyes closed. He's even so uh, uh, breathing heavily. He is struggling because this thing is bitter. It's even it's burning his eyes. It's burning everywhere. And the mother is just standing there. It looks like a cruel parent. But some of us, God will do that because God is saying, you are always running ahead of me and wanting to do things on your own. I said, when we are out of time, because obedience will put us at the right place at the right time. Some of us are out of time. This is why we keep on missing God's opportunities. We run ahead of God. And God is saying we are missing opportunities either because we've run so far ahead or sometimes we are just stubborn to run. We are always delayed. We are always too fast. We must be on the pile with God. And God kept on saying that to me, saying, you need to get it right when it comes to your faith. Relax. Rest in my glory. Rest in me. Some of us, we don't know what it is to rest because we are so used of being providers, of being soul winners at home. So we are so used to it. When you see that there is no bread in the bread bin, you are the one who must come up with the money for bread. So even when you go to God, you say, Father, I need money to buy bread. But you are still thinking, how am I going to do it? Some of us, we just need to rest in, rest in God. Rest in God. Rest assured he will do it. It's not that he is not able to do it, but you haven't given him the time for him to be able to do it. Because you are so used to doing it on your own. 
you are so used to doing it on your own. I was even looking at myself, you know, when you are such a, an independent woman used to doing things. I'm walking out of the office. I've got my trolley bag. When I get to the steps, these two gentlemen are coming up. Then one says, do you need help with your trolley bag? I'm standing there and I'm looking at him and I'm saying, no, thank you. Then he goes. Then when I'm carrying this heavy thing, um, excuse my language, when I'm carrying this damn heavy trolley bag, I'm asking myself, why did I say no to this young man? He was willing to help me. But because I'm so used to doing things on my own, how many of us have found ourselves in that situation where God is saying, I'm sending help. But because you are not used to people helping you, you are so used to doing things on your own, you are made, you are tiring yourself because you are carrying this heavy briefcase. And God is saying, this heavy trolley bag that you are struggling to carry, I've got somebody who's going to, who's willing. You didn't even have to ask this person. He came and he said, can I help you? And I said, no. And I'm, as I'm carrying it, pulling this trolley bag and putting it in the boot of my car, I'm like, why did I say no? And God said, I needed to practicalize it for you so that you can see where you are. This is where you are. Even with me, your father, there are things that I want to do to take the load off of you. But you don't allow me to because you are so used to carrying the heavy load. Take my yoke because my yoke is light the heavy burden that we are carrying sometimes it's unnecessary we're carrying the burdens unnecessary when God is there to carry it for us but because we are so used we've been groomed we've been drilled like that we are so used we've been taking care of everybody now when it's time for people to take care of us we don't know how to receive the pampering we don't know how to receive that we view it as did I ask you for help did I say I can't do it it's it's not that God had to reprimand me and I accepted it I said father forgive me I'm sorry now I'm dragging this thing I'm putting this thing in my car I'm realizing this is heavy why did I say I don't need help when I got to my car I was breathless everything and God is saying, get it right, Google. I don't know with you where God is saying, get it right. But for me, I had to go and look at myself and say, God, I need to get it right in these two areas. I need to get it right. I don't know my listeners. So we are going to to go on a, a break and then we will see when we come back if we still have time but if we are really running late i'm gonna do the declarations again i got my sister to record so she's gonna do the declarations for us and then we will wrap up and then we will meet again tomorrow same time same place i love you my listeners and i bless you as always <music>